You're listening to the Cortista Briefing Show Podcast on NKFM. Alrighty, 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 alrighty. Welcome back, welcome back to another edition of the Contester Briefing Podcast. My name is Jason Bat, and I will be your host for today's podcast. No, not actually today, it's actually tonight. It's Saturday evening now. Just gone after six o'clock, and my special guest for tonight's podcast is Tyler. Um, I'm going to bring him on the line, Nana. But just a, quickly, a few things uh, that we're going to speak about. Uh, we're going to speak. I'm going to speak to him, and I'm going to show a video on the protesters that took uh, on the police in the Joburg CBD on Thursday. Um, we're going to talk about student politics in South Africa. Uh, then the massive fake degrees scandal uncovered in a South African university, and then of course the last one, which has been very interesting. Of, on why Helen Zilla joined the IRR. So this is going to be like an interesting podcast. I look forward. Um, I'm going to get Tyler on the line and then we're going to take it from there. See you in a bit. Okay, uh, Tyler, you there? Yes, I'm here. 100%. Welcome to my show, uh, Conscious the Briefing Podcast, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm humbled. Excited to talk about what we got planned. Yeah, 100%, man. I'm humbled that you yeah, appreciate it my, very much. Saturday cool. Eve, Saturday evening is. Have you got a beer there, bro? No beer. No beer. Okay, no. Boy. <laughs> no, I had one. I only had one today. I wasn't. I wasn't less for much. One's good enough. Yeah, one's good enough. Yeah. Okay, quick introduction. Let the listeners out there know who you are. Uh, my name's Tyler Viviers. I'm an LLB law student at the University of the Western Cape, second year right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked since around 2016 during the Trump campaign, and that's about it right now. Yeah, hundreds, man. Before we get into the podcast, um, we 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 briefly discussed this afternoon. You watched that documentary that I have uh, been telling people about. Uh, the, what's it, the Great uh, Hack? The Great Hack, yeah. What What did you think? Um, I think it's a it's a good documentary. It kind of it. It puts things out there that we should be aware of the way companies mine our data, but at the same time, yeah, a doing propaganda machine itself, even though it was trying to prevent propaganda. Mm-mm-mm. The whole time it was just it, it's almost like they kind of took the left wing politics and they kind of said that oh no, they don't use us. Yeah. It's Trump, it's only the Republicans. Yeah, true. For them, they, they don't touch us and well, the, uh, you know, the conspiracy is most be- That's it, yeah. The conspiracy behind it most from the beginning is that they say that the Russians helped a, a Trump win the elections. <laughs> but then watching and this... The yeah, and then watching this documentary, it all makes sense, eh? It's just funny to see how people can easily get influenced. We... But, I mean, yeah. that's politics, is it not? Yeah, it's politics. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about it briefly last week's podcast that I had with Scott, uh, Christoph, and Mpiaki. Uh, and something like this will not work in South Africa. Not a chance. Uh, yeah, do you think we don't have enough 
connectivity or that's it i mean i did a i did a quickly when was i went onto the internet and i asked the internet yeah google or DuckDuckGo, whatever browser you're using how many facebook users are there in south africa and there's only 16 million the whole population of what 15 nearly 60 million now. nearly 60 million yeah so so such a thing like that will not work in south africa you know if 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 political parties out there and especially like the zscp need to get a political influence they're going to have to go on the ground and i think that was one of the one of the party's biggest problems was it was almost exclusively online it was when anything like that it it was yeah i mean i had a podcast with hit on your bed and and we spoke about how good the internet to what advantage it can but then after a while you realize that it just wasn't enough it wasn't enough because what it was fifteen thousand votes that they got 15,000 for what couple months not even oh, it was like it's not what you want exactly it wasn't what, what yeah it wasn't exactly what they wanted yeah but next year 2020 is coming the municipal elections is coming we're going to work hard eh? and uh, i i like to say we because i feel i am a part of the zscp already it's quite a quite like a grassroots sort of party everyone yeah. is involved that's it everyone's involved and especially with this capitalist idea and that but yeah next year's next year's going to be the year bro watch ah hope so i hope so yeah let's get into it okay we're going to talk about four things uh the protests protesters uh take on the police in johannesburg cbd then uh student politics then this massive fake degrees uh scandal uncovered at south african university and then the last one about helen zilla joining up with the ior all right, quickly, I got a video here that I want to play. Uh, this is what happened on Thursday. For the listeners out there, you, I will leave a YouTube link, then you can also watch the video. But yeah, let's quickly watch the video and then we'll take it from there. Okay, that's the video. Crazy stuff, eh? And again, this because uh, the police were raiding and confiscating the um, counterfeit items from uh, the, the street vendors. Uh, it's insane, but it feels like it's been a long time coming. Like it's been brewing there for a while. Yeah, it has. It has been brewing for a long time. I made a timeline this afternoon. And I quickly want to read this timeline quickly. Can you see it there? I did share it there on. Okay. Um, It's just 13 points that I made it. Um, So the first one is during the apartheid struggle, ANC members went into exile in various parts of Africa. Now that was the time when Nelson Mandela got locked up. Then ANC was most banned. So a lot of the ANC members went into Africa. ANC members then promised open borders when the ANC gets into power. This was the time when um, immigrants can choose between a variety of visas and permits depending on their reason for visiting South Africa. Work permit options include the general work permit, the special or exceptional skills permit, and the quota work permit. When entering South Africa, 
for the first time foreign passport or stamped with a visitor permit of 90 days. The question here is, are all the above being mentioned still happening? And I don't think so. Do you, what do you think, Tyler? Foreigners are just coming in, eh? They're not really I mean, going it's very to... It's obvious uh, that I think that the whole problem that South Africans have with foreigners is that because a lot of them are illegal, they don't have to adhere to the state laws, or especially when it comes to employment and all that. Mm, that's it. Where yeah. xenophobia comes from. That's right, and that's good. I'm going to talk about you. So now at the time of the ANC running the country, and I'm talking about the mid-90s, jobs were good and we had a booming economy. That was until 2008 when things started to go pear-shaped. Okay, we know, we know exactly what happened in 2008. <laughs> jobs, jobs became fewer and many companies closed their doors. Trade unions' involvements increased. The minimal wages negotiations commenced and more and more strikes took place. Um, this is the time when the blame game begins. Scapegoating becomes the practice of singling out groups of, uh, for unmerited blame and constant negative treatment. More and more companies hire immigrants for cheap labor and to avoid the involvement of the trade unions. Xenophobia in South Africa sees an increase due to the unsatisfactory of South Africa not getting jobs. Then spontaneous order then becomes a human action where people find ways to stay alive in the creation for work to make money. Black markets and street vendors selling illegal items sees an increase and business owners get offended by these illegal activities, which of course isn't their right to do so. The law on copyright is very clear and people caught selling counterfeit items must be prosecuted to bring legal actions against for redress or punishment. And then, yeah, this is where the video comes in. The law steps in and then all hell breaks loose. Quite, quite, oh, but, a, quite a mouthful there. Uh, but with that, it's also like um, the ZSCP as a party, who do they who do they side with? Do they side with um, the, and the protection of the intellectual property or do you side with the smaller businessmen? I mean, a lot of the time, like buying the counterfeit products, they were never in the market to buy the originals anyway. Mm -hmm. That's usually it. Yeah. So it doesn't really hurt the larger companies. I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure, but let's, let's I mean, we want, the ZSCP wants to support the local street vendor because it's because it's about capitalism you know and i do it myself i speak to various people and i tell him you know you need to put money aside save and try and open up something i had i had one of my gods because i'm in the security industry and he he started saving he put money aside and then as time goes by he he bought himself a computer you know a cheap computer bought himself another one and he opened up a little internet cafe Eventually, he got himself a printer, and I haven't seen him in quite a few months now, but I'm sure he's doing quite well for himself. And, and this is the idea, man. We need to push these street vendors, you know, and help them grow. Yeah, people can employ themselves just much better than being employed by somebody else. You yeah, exactly. So freedom with your finances, and you don't have to that's it. You so, know, rely on somebody else for your payment, you. That's it. So you show that you're a good businessman and you make it. True. So if spontaneous order is the thing, let it be the thing. Eh? Let it, because this is what's going to help people. Eh? But again, coming back to 
people, immigrants, you know, it is, it's not just immigrants. It's South Africans also. They're also selling um, these counterfeit items that break the copyright laws, you know. Jobs are scarce. We, we know that. And I've been mentioning it in my timeline. Jobs becoming fewer and fewer. So what do you do? You need to keep uh, your families, you know, you need to buy them food and put food on the table. So of course you're going to go out there and, like I mentioned, spontaneous order takes over, it becomes a human action. And you start selling these counterfeit items because it brings in money and it's, to a certain extent, it's profitable. So people make money on it. But yeah, they know it's wrong and everybody knows it's wrong. I mean, DVDs, I mean, as far as back as we can see, uh, there's guys that walk on the street and they're selling these counterfeit DVDs. Again, it's against the law. But people need to survive. I mean, I've had people come to me and they say, please, Munir, just, just buy this DVD for 20 Rand. And I say, no, you know, it's, it's fine. I've got, I've got internet. I, I can watch a movie on Netflix. Why? But, you know, there's a part of you that wants to support him because you know, you know, that 20 Rand is going to feed him. But at the same time, there's another part of you that's saying, I'm going to break the law here because if I give this 20 Rand and buy the counterfeit DVD, I'm just as much a part of the problem. I'm also contributing towards... Uh, the crime according to our laws in this country but what do you do what do you do you know it's 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 really hard i don't know there's a podcast that big daddy liberty made i want to share the link so for the listeners that there you more than welcome to click on that link and listen more because uh, big daddy liberty works with the irr and they went in depth of uh, you know these protests that were happening in Joburg on thursday yeah, what does he have to say about it? I watched his um, podcast with Helen Zilla about her joining the IRR. Uh, well, um, the, well, the guest that he had on, they basically spoke about Aslam asylum papers and certificates that they need to, you know, the work visas, the work permits, basically the stuff that I was speaking about here in my timeline. Okay, um, cool. The Joburg, there was an article I read today, the Joburg mayor, what's it, Herman? Him, Mashaba, yeah. The Mashaba. He blames the home affairs for this. He wants to take on the home affairs and ask them, you know, if if the borders were closed from day one, then none of this would have would have happened, of course. But something very interesting is though the same people who are now crying foul over these foreigners are the same people that um, also call for a pan-African society with open borders and all that. But yeah, now when it, open yeah. border doesn't. Then it's, all of a sudden they want it all to be shut down. It's, it's just not working. With, with all the jobs uh, that we are losing, companies are closing. I mean, I've, I've mentioned in my previous podcast, yeah, where I live in front of Bell Park, there was a company called Iskor. Uh, it's now called Mittel that produces steel and metal. In its heyday, that company, well, this particular branch in front of Bell employed 34,000 employees. Now it's only probably about 4,000 to 5,000 employees. And with the rumors that I've been hearing, another 2,000 people are going to be losing their jobs. But I think, I think that's nationwide. How much of this do you think is attributed to um, minimum wages and trade unions and all that? Trade unions, dude. Trade unions, dude, all the way. It's like I mentioned there in my timeline. It's, it's the trade unions. And of course, uh, what Ramon likes to speak about a lot in his podcasts, the NDR. Oh. Hey? It's crazy, dude. I don't know where we are going. Eh? Maybe, maybe it's just better to buy some land like Christoph mentioned in my last podcast. We buy what land. Was it, 
they were talking about it on the um, ZSCP group. That, like second buy. And, yeah, that's uh, right. That came from the my yeah, podcast. Yeah. A couple thousand rand. Yeah. Christoph sees it as a joke. Uh, he, he, he's not so sure if he wants to be serious, but he sounded pretty serious in the podcast. He sounded pretty serious, yeah. He, he did, Jared. I mean, think about it. Get a couple of thousand people. Everybody pays 5,000 in each, and you've got your little uh, Bizimintani. 3.6 <laughs> football fields worth of land. That's right, 5,500 rand per person. That's, that sounds good to me. Of course, yeah. Of course. Then you get your investors. Uh... Take their money, of course, because we want the, the investors' money, and build property. And then slowly but surely, of course, you've got to have a nice, strong internet uh, connection there. Determination, but I mean, for 5,000 Rand for a couple of fields, um, I'm sure everybody will pitch in to get fiber lines built that, out there. That's it, Boot. That's it. You see, it, it makes logic sense, eh? Ah. But we'll see what happens in time as time goes by. It, when the ZSCP gets stronger, then we can maybe uh, say, "Yeah, guys, are you really interested? Let's do it." And he posted the same joke three times. I don't think he's actually joking. I, I don't think, think so. I, I think he's been serious. Yeah, I think so too. Oh. Anyway, I have got something here. Let's go on to the next topic quickly because this is actually your topic: um, student politics. This is what I got off the internet. Um, study shows young South Africans have no faith in democracy and politicians. Looking at the trends over the last few years, there's been a systematic decrease in youth participation in elections. On the eve of South Africa's six democratic elections on 8th of May, thousands of young people looked to Twitter to state reasons for why they had no intention to cast their votes. They used um, the hashtag, I want to vote, but... The trending topic at the time of the elections providers provides some insight into why young people opted out casting their votes. At the time, pollsters and um, commentators were already touring the power of the youth. People under 29 made up 21% of eligible voters, as well as the threat of non-participation. The Electoral Commission of South Africa has revealed that uh, about 9 million people eligible to vote were not registered to vote. Of these, about 6 million were young people. Alarmingly, less than 20% of eligible first-time voters, those who turned 18 since the last national election, registered to vote. The election was ultimately held with the lowest voter turnout since 1994. Looking at the trends over the last few years, there has been a systematic decrease in youth participation in elections. Does this reflect youth Apathy or lack of confidence in the system of democracy to meet their needs. Brew. Yeah, these last few years with the roads must fall campaign and the fees must fall. You there, um, it's it's ethic. I definitely feel that um, if I look at the people who from um, my high school who didn't go to university, I would say like the very 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 small minority of them. Mm. actually vote everyone's pretty apathetic to it they mm. they either say oh it doesn't matter or i'm just all those sort of talking points that they repeat 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 and you're like guys just get out there and vote takes all but half an hour mm -mm. Mm. if you look on university campuses as well i mean it's also still it's the minority mm. in politics i don't know where and when the votes even happen on my campus mm -hmm. 
and it's always it's the small vocal minority who make it seem like politics are the end all and be all of university life. And I mean, if you look at UWC, we've only got um, SRC and it's Sasco, and I think Sasco has um, seven seats, and then Pasma, which has five seats, mm-hmm. are left leaning parties, and it's definitely not a reflection of actual South African youth, so. But, but what are the EFF doing? What, what, what are they trying to do here? Why are they demolishing the mindset of students? I mean, so in one of my lectures on um, Thursday, we had a meeting of the um, heads of the law faculty and is the last year that's going to be doing the LLB on the current curriculum at the University of the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. Um, in the curriculum, and they described it as an decolonization. Yes. Um, you know, all those buzzwords, they want to decolonize the curriculum, and it's like, guys, it's, it's, a, it's a law degree where you're focusing on Roman Dutch law and, and that, English common it. law. Like, there's going to be that aspect of colonialisms um, in the law you can't just get rid of it for no reason you, mm. you have to get to it i don't know where that's going to go to sort of i mean a law degree is already a very localized degree and mm. if they're mm. going to try to localize it even more it's yeah yeah it's just scary to know that you know it's like i know they want to cut out the western culture completely ah. decolonize everything i mean how how is South Africa gonna deal with businesses out there exporting and importing? Well, as we've seen, not very well. I mean, not not really. Yeah, businesses have pulled out the country. Yeah, I know we're losing investors one by one. It, it's it's losing scary. Investors. I mean, we, we, we people aren't um, importing from us anymore, and um, yeah. The next attack is on what the farmers who pretty much hold up the economy now. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's very problematic. But going back to the EFF, I mean, they're getting a lot of votes amongst the youth and students. I think at the EFF, their the SLC um, won the elections at UCT last year, mm-hmm. which I mean goes to show UCT should be like the last university to vote as radical as the EFF. So it goes to show that the youth really is apathetic to mm. politics. The fact that they get their claws on our institutions and then all our institutions are run by um, African nationalist parties. It's yeah, these libertarian... Oh, well, liberation, liberation libertarian, Libertarianism is a lot better. I think it's what we've now come to call in American Americanized liberalism, the whole thing mm. by everything. That's what we seem to be doing. We seem to be focused on a lot of American libertarian liberalism. But um, liberation for me is about you know breaking free from the chains uh, of oppression and that. Um, I put a post on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it with a picture where the teacher is in front of the chalkboard and she's got like in written oh, yes, chalk engineering and you know, the different type of jobs. What would you like to be? And then the one child sticks his hand up and he goes, employed. Is this, is this the message that we're trying to send the youth of South Africa? That 
it's okay. So long as you're employed, you've got bread and butter on your table. <laughs> I, it's hard to say that that's wrong, though. I mean, in our economy, I mean, it's, I think getting employed is an achievement on its own. That, but that's just the thing. We, we, sh- we shouldn't be in that position to just say, it's okay. It's okay to just be employed. We should be in the position saying that our youth wants to grow up to be a pilot. Or he wants to be an engineer. And he wants to be a lawyer. He should have that opportunity. But instead what's happening, and I'm sure you can answer me on that one, is how many students after they graduate, graduate are they actually leaving and going overseas? Everyone with a um, useful degree pretty much wants to leave the country. And everyone who studies degrees that aren't very useful, you know, the Mm-mm-mm. sort of stuff. They're crying that they can't leave the country. So I think that but this... time our country's going to have a massive shortage of professionals. Yes, we've already got that massive shortage. Short, but... Shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, you, you vote for the ANC over and over and over again, and you let parties like the EFF grow exponentially every election. Mm and cry that, oh, our economy's going down, oh, unemployment's up. But, I mean, you guys are just issue by continuing to vote in the same way. Mm-mm. I mean, like I mentioned in my timeline there, um, companies are hiring immigrants, and it doesn't have to just, and I'm not just talking about immigrants from Africa, I'm talking about immigrants from France, doctors from Cuba. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Where I mean, the, if, you, yeah. if you need them, you need them. Eh? I mean, our country can't stop the professionals from leaving without changing their tune on the economy. Mm. I just, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't see it right that we have to employ uh, people from overseas when we have got that capacity to train our own youth and make them the better doctors in it in the universities. Yeah. We have world-class facilities to train them. I mean, we have world-class hospitals and yeah. cities. I mean, it's a very desirable place to live, or at least it was, what, 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, it's just going down the drain. I mean, I remember being, what, 2010-ish? I mean, it was, what, 7 rand to the dollar, and now it's close to 15. That's right. Doubled. That's, Doubled since yeah, then. scary to think. I mean, what? 2030 is it going to be 30 rand to the dollar yep. because it's not like the dollar has been much stronger any either it's just the rand has just crashed yeah it's crashed completely so if you're a businessman importing you get paid in dollars lacquer for you <laughs> but not so lacquer for the rest of us but you style as well yeah exactly but but yeah the next thing eh? students um as many as four thousand fake degrees have been issued at University of Zululand in Ipingeni over the past 20 years, according to a report in the Sunday Times. The university, which has approximately 16,000 students, proposed an investigation into all postgraduate degrees in law, business management, public administration and education, um, Senate meeting on Monday. The degrees for scale scandal is believed to have taken place on the university's explained campuses in Kwar, What's that word there? Delanguazi and Richards Bay with the latest scam involving between 400 to 500 fake degrees for teaching qualifications. That's what I got from this uh, one article here that you can see in front of you. 
Yeah, I saw that. That was 2016, and I think it kind of feeds a lot into, um, I think it was around that time when there was all the scandals about yeah, no, government no. officials lying about their degrees. There was the maybe China or Japan who had lied about his degree. Um, oh, yes. They got an MBA or something, and yeah. he didn't actually get it. They didn't? Um, and, I, and they couldn't come back to South Africa? Was it the same one we're talking about? I'm not too sure. Oh, no, I, I think that's something else. I was that, but Google fake degrees of Africa. One of the top things that come up is buy fake diplomas and degree from and degrees from South African colleges and universities. I mean, easy. Fake it, degrees, freely available, essay study. Yeah, like it's it, obtainable, but. Also, if you look at the prices mentioned in that article that you spoke about, mm. I said, what, 5,000 Rand for a module? I mean, if you're paying on the low side, 500 Rand a module, mm. your whole degree of what is less than one year's tuition. Yeah, which, which is how much? You turn that down. I think depending on which university you go to, I mean, UWC is quite a cheap university, and I think they're around 30,000 a year, I think. Yeah. Like, Sixty thousand a year. So I mean, and you do, and the curriculum is pretty right. I think we do like eight to ten modules a year. Mm -hmm. So if you times that ten modules, you're looking at five thousand a year times that by four, which anywhere is lower than the cost for one year. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, and the corruption goes all the way up to government, so it's not like they really set us. No, of course, yeah. For the students. I I had a podcast a few weeks ago with um, someone that I know that worked that worked for Madupi Power Plant, and he was telling me, you know, the skills that was employed. They were sent on a course for two weeks. No, not really much experience wherever he studied, and they would come and install the pipes, but. You know they don't fully understand and grasp of what they what what should be done, and when he went to this pipe fitter, and he said, "But listen, can I offer you some help? You you know you're doing certain things wrong." He was arrogant and said, "You know what? Just leave me alone. I'm employed for this job. You can't come and help me." That's the type of skills that we are actually also employing because of stuff that we read. I mean, fake de fake degrees. They're getting employed and they can't even do the job correctly. This year, a bill was um, that now needs to be signed to law by Ramaphosa, but I'm not sure if he signed it yet. But I mean, it says here that found guilty of um, having a fake or having fake qualifications will face a prison term of five years. Mm. At least that's some sort of progress on the issue. Mm. <laughs> Knowing that they made their way into government, I Mm. Fail to see that support. Anyway, Tyler, what do you think is the solution here? In your in your the opinion, how can we address all of this that's been discussed, Jenna? Well, I mean, student politics. You'll find a lot of students actually are a lot more um, classically liberal. Is the way that Helen Zilla sort of. Mm. Which is, I guess, is the right, the right type of liberal. Um, 
a lot of students actually kind of hold those sort of beliefs and values and mm. systems. I think that just having the right party on be a good thing. I mean, there's a BA, which I would say is arguably the most. Tyler, what you, you, you're rebooting a bit. You snap, it's good now. Okay, that's good now. Okay, yeah, so as I was saying, the DA is probably the centrist party mm -hmm. on campuses, but even they've moved so far left in the last couple of years that yeah, they, they lost manifesto just doesn't uh, tie up to what the previous manifesto is at the very uh, We just need to get the ZACB onto campuses. And there I you think go. Like 100%. Once the ZACB gets on campuses, it will also increase our voting numbers by quite a significant amount, I imagine, injecting mm. ourselves into the youth. Um, mm. Like degrees, I think, just degree own the university. It's not hard to... Um, I mean, the university is not going to refuse to tell you yes or no. Uh, I think it's, the government themselves must just be more proactive about who they hire and why they hire them. Yeah, it is not just fake degrees, bro. You can go out there and get almost any degree in any job that you require. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just go and pay that money under the table, and you've got your degree. Knock on, knock on the boss's door and say, "Boss, I've got my certificate." Is there a job available? <laughs> if if this doesn't get on, uh, if this doesn't get under control, I can imagine it um, getting quite bad in the medical industry as well. Because it's really bad in the medical industry. Jobs in our country. If if and you if, flood. Uh, if you don't have a medical aid today, then you are pretty much stuffed. Yep. You know, you're pretty much stuffed. I mean, depending though. on where you're from, I mean that. Quiet town with a small hospital, you're fine. But I mean, you can't live in a city and not have a medical aid. No, you can't. Hey. You need to have it. Oh, it's, it's scary, dude. I don't know where we're going. Anyway, um, anything else you want to add on 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 student politics? I think it's just like student politics is like Twitter. You know, it's just it's the loudest voice. The uh, yeah. thing, when in actual fact it doesn't. It's, it's, it's all a. And not to mention, you got to be. You got to be so careful what you say, because then they will come and take you out. Eh? You you can't get to finish your your degrees. <laughs> I mean, you'll be surprised. They eh? on campus. I talk to a lot of dudes who are part of the EFF and part of, um, Pasma Sapco, and I mean, in their private capacity, they're all decent people, I think that they themselves don't really see what's wrong with their parties. And I think that if you have to take a sort of Trumpian approach to it as a ZACP and sort of, um, sort of overpower his candidates by, even if they were the strongest, he would find their one flaw and he would hit on that flaw all day mm. about the EFF or the ANC and we just nail it into them where thinks of the ANC, they have to think of the ZACP mm. and over it because I feel like a lot of supporters they they just support because of what they think a party means rather than what a party actually wants. Mm. I mean, on Twitter there was that girl saying um someone tweeted out like 
uh, what will happen, where will you go when South Africa's economy crashes, and like this one chick in the EFF said, yes, like, I, to Botswana, she mentioned Botswana. And the EFF, those, they do not, like, <laughs> the Botswana is a lot more capitalist than you think, Miss EFF, like, you, you know, the lines with your views. Yeah. I saw that Twitter. Yeah. I, I think, I think Ramon shared it. He shared it, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, like Helen Ziller and the IRR. That's yeah. Well, I also got something here. Um, the question was, why did Helen Ziller join the IRR? And um, the IRR said uh, she would be adding her considerable influence towards efforts to build support on issues of land, pensions, healthcare, and empowerment policies. In the statement, Zilla said, we must defeat the racial nationalist and neo-Marxist ideas that threaten the future of every South African. The IRR provides a platform for all concerned South Africans to contribute to this battle of ideas by doing three things, namely uniting the middle, protecting property rights, and promoting individual freedoms. 100%. I'm, I'm all for that. I've, I love the IRR. I love their... YouTube, um, Big Day Liberty, I think he's one of the greatest minds in our Aye. country. One probably seems like one of the nicest people. He is, a, he's awesome. Now to see that him and Helen are going to be working together pretty much, I mean, it's a very exciting thing because Helen Zilla was always that um, liberal leader yeah. in our country. And, yeah. I mean, she got alienated by her own party. Yeah. But now for her to be free and be able to say what she wants, pretty much, I mean, that's what the IRR are much. Yeah. So she wants for like the first time probably in 10 years mm. to see where that will go. Yeah, because awesome. she can make some real changes in South African politics if she's given the that, chance. That, that platform, yeah. And like she mentioned with the podcast with uh, Big Daddy, the, the freedom is theirs to speak, to say their minds what they want to on Twitter. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, she can be a savage, eh? Yeah, she can, eh? Heavy. So we can imagine there's going to be big Twitter wars coming soon, eh? <laughs> Actually, once she starts speaking her mind and publishing what she wants to publish, people are definitely going to be attacking her. And I mean, she's a strong woman. I mean, she's had to withstand so many personal attacks. Thick skin, bro. Thick so. skin. Yeah, she's thick skin of note. Take my hat off to that woman, eh? Did you did you watch up, uh, the podcast with uh, the Renegade Report? I didn't. You didn't. You must watch it right at the end before she cuts off. She answered a call uh, for a radio for a radio interview. <laughs> that was classic. And then Ramon said, "This is staying in the podcast. It's, it's not going nowhere. It's staying in the podcast." You must actually watch it. It's hilarious. You watch um, his podcast a lot. The Renegade Report. Renegade oh. Report, and I think uh, Germ Warfare. I'm also, I want to get into that. I think that Germ, Germ Warfare. Yes. I enjoyed his interview, his first interview with Helen, and then he had one with Peter Grunewald on the Freedom Front, which was an awesome interview. Which one of the two are having Gavin McInnes on? Um, McInnes is, I think it's Germ Warfare. I think so. I, I can't recall. He had, there was a, a live, let me go on to. YouTube quickly, yeah. There was an interview that he did with um, Benjamin, the Jer the 
The British guy. That, that's right. So where, where's my German uh, warfare? Oh, Benjamin or Sargon of Akkad, as he's known on uh, That was the YouTube. one with the renegade Akkad. reporter, Akkad. I was, I was quite impressed that they got him on. I mean, he's become quite a British politics now. I, I, don't, I don't know the guy. It's Ivo, Ivo Vic, Victor. Am I pronouncing it right? Now on YouTube. Yeah, that's now on YouTube. But there was like a live stream that uh, Joe had with uh, Ivo. Uh, they, they're getting some good guests on. And... Yeah, but they're in a good... Problems to the rest of the world. Which, yeah. I mean... You there? I'm here. Okay, you were gone for a while. Now, every Tuesday, I watch the Renegade Report. I mean, I love this stuff. They do awesome work. Jonathan Ramone. Uh, that's why I, I always knew um, Ramone as one of South Africa's sort of social media influences. So yeah. when I started getting interested in ZXP and then I saw the 10 members, I was like, okay. Also, I used to, watch, I used to watch Ronaldo a lot. Um, but I, I don't uh, yes. know. The last live stream that he had last week, Sunday, we spoke to the guy in America that had no clue of what's been going on in South Africa, and they spoke about left and right. Oh, that, that didn't make sense to me. That didn't make I sense don't. to me. Yeah. I, Ronaldo is part of the DA either. I mean, I, I would think that the way he talks about social issues, I think he would line up more with what we're doing mm. than the DA. It's a matter of time until the DA turns their back on him as well. Yeah. Yeah, because slowly but surely, my eyes, I've seen it in his last few uh, podcasts, he's, he's waking up. He's waking up and oh, he's, yeah. see, he's seeing things. I mean, I think Willem Pletzer uh, has woken him up quite a bit. I like Ronaldo because he's not too um, arrogant. You know, he, 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 he will defend somebody and if they do something wrong, he'll... Oh, no, it's still... Yeah, give, give, give that, like yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah, give it. He still, he still uh, holds value uh, to to in the things that he says on his podcast. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Willem Petsa. I sometimes think he's a bit sour, and he kind of gets into that. He, he is a bit far. Well, uh, a, a lot of people, far right. A lot of people see him as that far right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I I haven't watched his videos in a long time, Willem Petsa. I haven't watched him. Close on a year now, I think. Uh, you know, like into that sort of dangerous political side, and something just snaps in you, and you're like, okay, no, this is going too far. No, oh, well, so I sort of myself a little bit more centrist. Check how many times he has been attacked. He's been attacked once or twice uh, on the streets. You know, when he walks on the street and he, and he comes and does a podcast, oh, I've just been attacked. You would tell everybody, you know. Attic. I mean, like what? What does he expect, though? I mean. You know, you've got to have to be a um, political commentator in our country. Mm. Oh, well, it is dangerous work. I mean, uh, another YouTuber that I like is Conscious Caracol. You know, he's, uh, always, yeah. he's always been hiding his face. Him and Clipcop. Do you know Clipcop? I don't know Clipcop, but I know Conscious Caracol. Yeah, now both. Both recently. Clipcop and Conscious Caracol, they've... You know, reveal the identity, um, which is serious. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You must check it out. The Clip Cop is in his latest videos. He's he's revealed his face now, so we can all see who Clip Cop is. Oof. Wow, I'm surprised. 
go check it out sure anyway i, th- I think that's about it eh? oh, been a good chat yeah no, it, nice was, it, it was an awesome chat yeah oh, it's only 40 minutes i like i like to keep our podcast about 40 minutes if you go longer than 40 minutes then i think people get uh, a bit bored because <laughs> last yeah, week's pod- I- last week's podcast with uh, scott and christoph was like two hours long eh? You got double the people, eh? You got to make double the time. <laughs> anyway, um, don't go. I'm just going to uh, say my closing and then I'll speak to you. But Tyler, thank you very, very much for coming on to my show. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I really, really appreciate it. I hope that the listeners out there and the viewers out there take note. Of course, a lot of you do know about what's been happening with uh, universities and that in South Africa. But to some of you that not... Take note, guys. This is this is the real thing. This is what's happening in South Africa, and it's shocking. My podcast is available on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast. Uh, this is going to be broadcast on Anchor FM, and I will be also posting a link on my YouTube channel. Thank you very much, guys. You have a lovely evening. Ciao.